But from the very beginning of time, Jesus knew what sin would do. When he saw it first enter into his perfect creation, he knew how it would spread, spreading from the human heart, from person to person, infecting the entire world, causing harm and death and pain and guilt. But Jesus faced it all for us on the cross. And there's Jesus, the Holy Son of God, taking the price and the damage which comes from the human heart. And there's Jesus rising back to life, dealing with what no one else could ever deal with. We follow Christ, who made the greatest impact. The following is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona, reaching out with rock-solid hope in Rim Country. October 27, 2019. Luke 17, 1 to 10. Sometimes we don't even stop to consider the, the lasting impact that one of the things we do might make. That's kind of what happened in 1935 with a sugar cane company that was operating in Australia. See, they thought they came up with a pretty clever idea to deal with the beetles that were destroying their crop. They brought in a breed of toads from Central and South America, which were known to have a liking for eating beetles. Seemed like a good idea at the time, but it turns out that what they did ended up, to, ended up as a really a classic case study example for what it is to have an invasive species. Those cane toads, which started in northeastern Australia, quickly multiplied. See, they produce a venomous poison on their skin, which makes them lethal to the animals or creatures that would eat them, or even humans that would ingest any of the frog. And with unchecked, continued multiplication, they continued to spread across Australia, till even recently, people are finding them now in western Australia. Seemed like a good idea at the time. But sometimes we don't perceive the, the lasting damage or impact that our choices can have, as it was for this case, even decades later, covering an entire continent. They are, uh, those toads, a most unwelcome guest. Numbering now, for every one person in Australia, 60 cane toads. And it's predicted they'll continue to spread until they circle pretty much the whole continent. What we do today can have a lasting impact for tomorrow. And sometimes that can even be, you don't even realize it, for good or for bad. We've been going through that series looking at making a lasting impact. And we've seen Jesus give many warnings and examples of things that we do today that affect tomorrow. So today we also once more focus on making a lasting impact through our life of faith. And we see that whether we might be aware of it, whether we're careful or careless, what we do today can be for good or a bad impact that is far lasting beyond our influence and far lasting beyond our time. Here in chapter 17 of Luke, Jesus understands that just like an invasive species, sin can cause a damage which ripples and continues. In fact, he says here, Things that cause people to sin are bound to come. Destructive sin 
is inevitable in this world, this sin-cursed world filled with sinners and cursed by sin. The word here used for things that cause people to sin is a word for something that basically means someone will be harmed. Whether harmed because it leads them to sin, leads them to fall away from faith, or even causes them to stumble in their faith. Now, just because those things are inevitable in this world, and we're surrounded by it, doesn't mean we should get comfortable with it or careless. Jesus speaks of the seriousness of harmful sins that cause stumbling. Woe to that person through whom they come. It would be better for that person to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to sin. Jesus is basically saying, it'd be better to vanish from the face of this earth, to be utterly destroyed and out of sight forever, than to cause someone to be harmed by your sinning, or you're leading them to stumble in their faith. The word here for little ones can mean either a small child, or it can mean someone who is little, that is new in their Christian walk and life. And certainly we can see there are, there are many things that would cause harm in this world to a small child or a youth or someone new in their Christian faith. Just look at social media, look at the cinema, listen to the music that's around, and you'll see lots of things that can cause a believer to stumble. And you can look at those teachings found in secular universities that attack the Christian faith and certainly would cause a lot of youth in the faith or those new to the faith to stumble in their faith. And we'd see many offensive, sinful things disregarding God's commandments which would lead people into sin. But take note, Jesus is not talking about that sinful world out there which causes people to stumble. He's not saying that. He's saying, watch yourselves. He's speaking here not to the Pharisees. He says this to his disciples. It says the apostles are the ones he's addressing. And he says to them and to us, watch yourselves so that you don't cause someone to stumble in your carelessness. You know, when ships left the Caspian Sea several decades ago, they probably weren't even aware of what they were doing as they carried along with them zebra mussels, these shell creatures that either were attached to the side of the ship or things around it, or perhaps in the ballast water of those boats. But those zebra mussels spread from the Caspian Sea to every part of this world, even the largest freshwater bodies in the world. And when they spread, they took over their environments in a very devastating way that harmed the natural life around. You can be sure that probably when it began, they weren't even aware they were doing it. It was carelessness. That's the way it can often be with sins that cause people to stumble. In our carelessness, when we are not watching ourselves, we can end up causing great harm far beyond what we might even be aware. Consider the, the Christian parent who decides that it's okay to listen to certain music in their home. and maybe, maybe they're okay with it and they're not affected and led into sin. But what influence does it have for the small children around them or their grandchildren? What influence does it have for their Christian neighbors new to the faith? And maybe they might consider it harmless. No big deal if, if they just give their youth or their children an electronic device. They don't see the dangers. 
And so very carelessly, they, without preparing their children, hand them an electronic device, which is a portal into the darkness of the vast spheres of this world and can influence that child through things such as selfish materialism, which is fed into their lives, or things dark like pornography and other addictive, terrible vices. Who's responsible if that child is sitting in that darkness with that bright screen before him, which his parents have placed in his hands and haven't equipped him for? Who's responsible for causing that stumbling? Or maybe a parent or a grandparent or a Christian friend might find themselves arguing and failing to resolve that argument, but they're okay with it. They'll, they'll get past it. But what example do they leave for those around them? Or maybe a Christian father, mother might say, you know what, we're not going to church today, and to them it might seem harmless. And it might be okay for them to just sleep in, go hunting, go fishing, go on the golf course. But what example are they leaving for those weak in faith or for those young and new in faith as they disregard the Word of God? How is that going to impact their view of God's word generations down the line? Watch yourselves, Jesus says, so you don't cause little ones to stumble, cause them harm, lead them into sin by the way that you conduct your life. Jesus basically is saying, take God's law seriously because it can do serious damage. But Jesus also doesn't just speak about regarding the law seriously and watching your life. He also brings us a way to handle it. He says here, if your brother or sister sins, rebuke them. In other words, if you see somebody harming someone and you see them causing damage, it can be easy, yes, just to dismiss it or say, well, it won't affect too many people, but rather to see the harm and damage of sin and to address it to hold that person accountable, and it says here, rebuke them. And don't misunderstand. God's not saying we're to go around and to chase every sin in this world and the unbelieving world, but he says if your brother or sister, if you have a Christian friend who's sinning and harming others, deal with it. But don't, don't just deal with it, Jesus says, in the seriousness of the law. Notice, if one is going to be serious about God's law, all the more they need to be serious about his gospel. Rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. Even if he sins against you seven times a day and seven times comes back to you and says, I repent, forgive him. God wants us to, yes, take his law seriously because it can have a lasting impact. But he also wants us to take his gospel in full seriousness. Those who take the law of God and live their Christian life and seriously view it and watch themselves, can avoid causing great damage and harm. And those who take the gospel for all its value and all of its worth and use God's gospel and take it very seriously can heal a great amount of harm. God recognizes that sin, like an invasive species, has destroyed this world. And it cannot be stopped by your own strength. So he tells us to be aware, to watch out, and to take it seriously, and to handle it in the way that it needs to be handled. You and I could, could never really address this issue, helplessly trying to stop the advancement of damaging harmful sins. 
And I'm sure as you and I look at our life, have you lived as the perfect example for the little ones in your life or for those around you who are new to the Christian faith? Have you always, always done what builds each other up? That's what disciples do, right? Disciples disciple. They don't cause to stumble. But have you ever led anyone to stumble at any point? You and I struggle and need to take heed, watch yourselves. And you and I also need to fully hold on to that gospel of forgiveness for others and for ourselves. But there is one who did take sin seriously and who took God's gospel seriously. The man, Jesus, never once treated sin lightly. But from the very beginning of time, Jesus knew what sin would do. When he saw it first enter into his perfect creation, he knew how it would spread. Not as some external spreading like a zebra mussel or a cane toad, but spreading from the human heart, from person to person, infecting the entire world, causing harm and death and pain and guilt. But Jesus, true man, came into this world to deal with that harm. He himself never once was unaware, never disregarded the hurt and the pain of sin. Himself never causing anyone any harm in their faith, but only building up. And yet Jesus, the perfect, holy Son of God, came to deal with the curse and the harm as he himself faced it all for us on the cross. And there's Jesus, the holy Son of God, taking the price and the damage which comes from the human heart, himself dealing with what no one else could ever deal with, sin's harm and pain and death. And there's Jesus rising back to life, the same one who says, forgive. Not just forgive in a way that holds back and says you're going to, you throw it in their face later on, but fully and freely forgive as he has forgiven us. Jesus alone deals with sin's destruction. Jesus alone is the one, not us, who can properly manage the spread of sin by stopping it in its tracks, removing its guilt, and undoing its curse and harm. And Jesus, our living God, is the one who instructs us to take sin seriously. The disciples, after hearing all this, were amazed at what must be done. They said, increase our faith. Jesus points out, even if you have imperceptibly small faith, it can do what seems impossible. Even if your faith is like that of a mustard seed, expect it to do the unimaginable. The one who lives a life of faith is able to make a lasting impact. Dealing with sin, not through their own strength, but through Christ, who himself dealt with its damage, with full treatment of law and gospel, bringing the sinner to freedom, stopping sin in its tracks. And when you and I live a life of faith, that is, when we watch our lives closely, when we avoid the damage that sin causes, and when we bring in forgiveness for those who do stumble and cause those to stumble, we can't boast or take pride in ourselves in any way. We are, as he says here, mere servants. We can do nothing. We only can do our duty, what he's called us to do, to serve him who set us free from sin's harm and to live for him 
Jesus did far more than stop an invasive species. He stopped the root and the cause of all sin as he took it on himself and freed us from its harm. And Jesus, by doing that, has made a lasting impact that affects us now and forever so that what we do today when we are in Christ, living a life of faith, following his word with law and gospel in all seriousness, it has a lasting impact. With Christ, that impact is for good and forever. So we reflect as we conclude our series today that we follow Christ who made the greatest impact. And as you follow him, you make a lasting impact for good in Christ. Amen.